Welcome to Living Well with the Mind-Body Connection. Here, you'll find all the information and tools you need to live your best life. Our goal is to help you make positive changes in your life that will last a lifetime. And here is your host, Dr. Rudy Cashman. Welcome, it's Dr. Rudy Cashman. Welcome to another episode of Living with a Mind body connection. Today we're going to speak about hearing in our body and our voice. They're interconnected and I'm going to discuss just a little bit of the science of it. Uh, a doctor, an ENT specialist living in Paris, yes, um, 1920, he lived till 2001 uh, when he died, but he was the ENT specialist, a coach to the famous opera singers of Paris. And he studied the science thereof. And I read that book about that uh, a number of years ago, and it kind of woke me up. And I thought we would do this here today. His name is Alfred E. Traumatis. He lived 1920. 2001 uh, in Paris, and, and he was ENT specialist, um, and he treated, just listen to this, um, in treating singers, the famous opera singers. His dad was a very famous opera singer, but he didn't want to go into that because his dad was really obsessed and so strict he couldn't stand it. He thought he'd just be a, be a doctor and learn the science of this, of uh, singing. And uh, so, and he made revolutionary discoveries. They're very famous. The name Traumatis in hearing and singing is a very famous name. Um, uh, you may enjoy reading his uh, book, uh, for example. Uh, and the, the French people thought what he learned was so revolutionary uh, that they knighted him. He was a knight of public health in France in 1951. Isn't that interesting? He wrote 14 books. They're available on Amazon Books. You could find them there or your library and, uh, and, and many uh, articles. Uh, but one of his most important observations uh, was that your excellence in performance, in performance depends upon training the right ear. Yeah. One ear has more to do with hearing and singing uh, uh, than the left. Uh, uh, and uh, training the right ear to take control uh, it silences internal chatter that could be going on so that the music, the notes are dominating um, uh, your brain. Uh, uh, and uh, it, a lot of the internal ch chatter that we have uh, uh, is regulated, but the left ear uh, takes it in. Also, uh, the repercussions of this type of training, which he, d he did uh, with the uh, singers and ordinary people, they are enormous. Uh, Traumatis required his students were learning and memorizing more easily. It seemed to improve uh, their brain function. They, they were better students, more intelligent. They were singing better. Uh, and... Um, 
He used it as a method for stress re reduction, uh, hearing loss, and he found uh, that uh, his way of training people also worked for people with autism. They seem to uh, improve. Uh, so psychoacoustics, so psych psychological uh, acoustics, has has allowed us to press beyond the electronic ear, just the reacting to the noises in our brain picking up the electronic uh, waves. As a rule, this, and this appears to be me, as a rule, anyone can sing <laughs> unless an organic condition prevents it from occurring. You know, you don't have a larynx. Uh, hearing isn't very good. You don't have an average functioning brain. But anyone can learn to sing. And this is a wonderful thing because I never thought I had a, a, a good voice. Uh, but after reading this book, I realized, just like my tennis and pickleball playing or piano playing, if I practice enough, I can learn to sing a song, even at age 39, for the 48th time. How old am I? 39, 48. Okay. And, uh, and that's wonderful news. And actually, uh, I even continue to take singing lessons or sing myself at home uh, and uh, uh, find it that it relaxes me. And I'm getting better. I can't believe it. I'm getting better. Uh, so uh, singing, uh, which is something uh, a child, an infant, a newborn can really do even before speaking, it's a source of energy for the brain. Yes, man sings by instinct. It's in, a, in, a, in our body. The ability to be in tone probably becomes before speaking spoken language. Yes, ancient tribes, ancient peoples, they were dancers and singers. And we don't even understand their languages. And they could do this even as little children. Remember, you've heard about the Mozart effect. If, if the mother heard um, uh, music, uh, and, and Mozart did, when his uh, parents were uh, uh, doing music, they were singing and rocking, and there was music in the room, they, they had a child that, was, that, that had appreciated music throughout the whole body, even when the child was in the uterus. Isn't that interesting? That's the Mozart effect. Children's brains are especially attuned to that before age six or so. If you bring music to a child before age six, they probably will be much more musically inclined, more likely to sing, more likely to play an instrument. Yeah. And, uh, the first organ uh, that, uh, when the infant is developing in the uterus, at about three or four months, uh, the hearing is starting to arrive, and they can hear almost normally by age six while they're still in the uterus. Isn't that fascinating? Uh, so. Uh, we think energy uh, as something you uh, expand in activity, uh, but but it's really something like electrical uh, conduction. The more we, the more we sing, the more energy we get, and the better we feel. Uh, 
That's maybe why when uh, I'm singing a song and taking a walk and singing a song to the to the birds, uh, yeah, I feel better. Or when I tap dance, I, I seem to uh, f uh, feel better. Uh, that's a good. That's a really a good habit. So the brain is activated uh, by the activity that the ear hears, which does, which really uh, is the beginning uh, of uh, the energy that goes to your brain. The, your body can feel the energy uh, of uh, music and, and singing, uh, and, and many parts of your body are involved. The bacteria in your bowel, the mucosa in your bowel, uh, your skin, your heart, your organs, they all can feel the energy, the electricity uh, of uh, musical uh, notes. So. Uh, the brain has about 15 uh, billion uh, cells. So the organ of corte, which is a little area uh, inside uh, your uh, middle ear, um, is the organ of perception. It's a zone, uh, the, the, there is a zone that, that takes in the low tones. It's only a few of those cells, okay? Then the, then the middle part of the organ of corte takes in a few hundred, but then the number of cells that reacts to uh, high tones is 24,000, many, and they are constantly recharging. So uh, the high tone singing, for example, is something much more, more easier. Uh, so the ear coordinates all the other perceptions, skin, the bowel, the, the, the mucosa. Um, it, so the body is like a conductor of an orchestra, uh, the organ of corte. It's really the conductor that takes in all these vibrations from all over your body, okay? Uh, and, um, and then it connects that information uh, to the brain. Um, so the, the thinner your skin, um, the, the, the more delicate uh, are the, the, the notes. And it, for example, myself, uh, I don't think I have any body fat under my skin. I, I know it's in my muscles, that's normal, but in, uh, under my skin. So I absorb music uh, probably a little quicker uh, than another person. Um, uh, and that's just me. Uh, let's face it, you won't believe this, but when I was 14, I walked into Carnegie Hall with my mother. I can still visualize and play the uh, accordion and the piano at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> okay, but unfortunately, I practiced tennis more than that. I lived in New York City, and I became better playing tennis than playing the piano, although at age 39, 40th time, I'm still playing the piano, and I'm still taking lessons uh, at uh, Sweetwater. It's obviously, the more you do something, the more likely uh, that you will be better at it. That applies to music. So uh, taking back the infant in, in the uterus, developing by the fifth month, 
uh, the ear is fully functional. It's the first organ to develop in the human body. So what you are saying around the baby when you're singing songs, playing the piano or uh, 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 rubbing uh, the, uh, the belly and singing at the same time will affect that infant because they they can hear it. And uh, the ear is, consists of many parts. Um, we'll discuss just a few parts. One is the, the vestibular part, the Latin, which um, uh, has to do with picking up the position that, that, that you're in. And, and when you develop the neural tube, uh, when the baby is developing the very early uh, part, um, that is the part that projects out of the neural tube, and, and you, you can actually see it. Uh, the cochlea uh, it, it is where things vibrate, and you take the tone, the tone in, and uh, so every sound a singer makes is controlled by the ear. Okay, the ear exercises auditory control. Okay. The larynx and the throat there is a major organ of, of, of sound. The violin is there, and it's controlled by the ear. The voice only contains what the ear hears. The voice only contains what the ear is. So how to sing? How do you sing? Okay. A singer is the one most complex structure uh, to make music. Our body is like an instrument. Our body is an instrument, and it is even more complex. So you are a virtuoso. virtuoso. All of us are. All of us are. Um, we are a musical instrument. Hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, so your margin of error is smaller than an instrument. Yeah, it's smaller. We can't just cut one string and continue like we can, can play a song. So the right ear controls singing, and you can observe the right side of the face is more active during the singing process. Look in the mirror. It takes daily training to become a good singer, just like I practice my tennis for years, now I'm practicing pickleball. Uh, still practice the piano. <laughs> And uh, um, so the, your body is an instrument, isn't it? Interesting. So uh, posture makes a difference. How we're standing uh, affects us too. And, uh, and the cochlea, remember, part of the ear, uh, adds important uh, control to listening. Uh, here's an interesting fact and, and interesting to know because we see opera singers, a lot of them are not healthy looking, they're way overweight. We think that makes them better singers. Uh, Tomatis studied this scientifically and found um, that there's no correlation between obesity and voice. You can be thin and be a great opera singer or any singer, or you could be uh, have the diseases of being overweight, which are real, and you can look at my YouTube shows to find them. Okay, so... Uh, uh, so when you hear a person say, I lost my voice because I lost my weight, scientifically wrong, Tomatis 
proved it wrong. So singing requires mastery over yourself. You're the instrument, you're the violin, you're the piano, okay? So uh, uh, to attain maximum accounting of sound output, uh, actually, in terms of muscle, you see, well, if I'm really strong, develop good musculature, I'll be a better singer. Actually, they found that's not true. It takes a minimum muscular effort. Let uh, the voice do the work. Uh, great if you work out. Great if you look good. And I recommend that you uh, work out. Play pickleball or lift light weights uh, like, I, like I do. But that does not improve the voice. The voice is improved by practice. Mm. By practice. And... Uh, and a good way to practice, too, is not a full blast out of, of, of your ability at about half the pace of the acoustic. If you're good at about half the tone, uh, you can then spend some time and, and increase it. And a good way to do it is to practice big time what you get in mind, what you want to do on stage, or just so what you want to do at home is do a half hour three times a day, and your voice will continue to improve. Not for two or three hours, you'll have no voice left, okay? Um, uh, and so half a voice is, is, is good for vocal health and good singing. Uh, and uh, I think I've started to educate you a little bit that your body is an instrument, and I want, and, and you don't have to be a great singer. Uh, I'm not a great singer, but I enjoy it for relaxation. And they found that music and dancing is one of the healthiest things you could do. You're living well. And I look forward to my music lessons, so walking in nature and singing or whistling at, uh, to the birds because they whistle back. <laughs> I did this today here because I want you to become a, a singer or an instrument player. You'll live longer, better, healthier, and you will send uh, me a note and say, Rudy, could I tap dance or sing with you? Bye-bye. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this.